0: Welcome to Next State Georgia, and time once again for our weekly podcast brought to you by ITG Next Georgia. I am your host, Phil Jones, and this week we are going to be talking about high school football, but a little bit different slant on high school football. Of course, you guys are probably heard the news recently of what's uh, developing with the Valdosta Wildcat football program. And uh, there's many different tentacles that are uh, kind of uh, developing from uh, Valdosta Wildcat football. And one, of course, has been the allegations about the recruiting. We all know about the audio tape, much publicized now, uh, where uh, Coach Probst and uh, – uh, Michael uh, Nub-Nelson uh, are talking about uh, doing things to try to entice uh, recruits to, to to come to Valdosta, this and that. But not just going to strictly focus on the Cats, but whether or not this is a widespread issue across the landscape of high school football. And joining me on this week's podcast of Next Take, we've got uh, none other than Todd Holcomb, AJC sports writer. Todd, how are you?
1: i'm doing very well thanks for having me again
0: absolutely todd thanks so much for doing this so kind of a long introduction there but a pretty simple and straightforward subject matter when you get right down to it todd your thoughts
1: well yeah i think uh aside from just uh talking about what happened at valdosta just begs another question which is how common is this something i mean is this a once in a generational thing that a school will Will be uh, fined and penalized uh, this harshly for doing something um, like this, where they're talking about money changing hands and recruiting and so many ineligible players, or is it happen a lot and just doesn't get uh, doesn't get caught? You know, it's difficult to to pin people down or to prove it. You know, and um, I, I think that's a, that's a kind of the, the broader question.
0: So let's talk about, you know, how widespread it is and who's doing what. And, of course, it's it's one of those things that, you know, I've noticed that uh, since the, the situation has occurred with, with Valdosta and all the allegations and, um, you know, whether or not there's really a, a lot of actual proof there is a, sort of a, a different story and certainly debatable. But I guess what has kind of struck me is – A lot of the representatives, and I'm not just talking about coaches, but a lot of fans and even certain administration folks from different schools who have come out and said, we would never do that. That, That's not us. And I don't know anybody that does. So obviously you're going to get the mass, uh, you know, denial. Uh, from 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 everybody as to you know what's going on. So I say that to say it's really hard to get a gauge on how much of this is going on and to what degree you know uh, recruiting uh, is going on.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, and the thing is, I mean, as uh, you know, I'm a reporter, so I'm not I've never been a coach. You know, I've never been a principal and I've never been on a booster club. So I've never personally been hands on that stuff. So I can only base it on what people might tell me. You know, so I was talking with a a uh, principal yesterday who was a former head coach in Georgia, and I kind of asked him, you know, what is what happened in Valdosta is actually pretty pretty common, and he said, yeah, you know, they all recruit, he said, they all recruit, recruit in some form or fashion. Now, keep in mind, you know, recruiting can just be, you know, the quarterback on your football team has been talking to some other players, you know, from other schools, you know, saying you, know, you might want to think about coming here, and, you know, it's especially easy to happen in sports that are year round, like basketball, where there's AAU, and you know, I mean, it's pretty hard to imagine that conversations don't happen all the time, you know, among teammates in AAU year round sports like that. Um, and so that was the first part of the question. Yeah, it happens in some form and fashion. The other question was, uh, what about something as severe as some of the accusations about the author, recruiting, financial help? Um, I mean, you know, providing money to families, uh, which again was never approved, They never found the paper trail. Or Whatever, so I'm not here talking about, about Boston per se. But in um, the answer to that, again, this is from a former head coach and a current principal who said it happens, uh, it's not uncommon at all. Uh, also talked with uh, you know, a member of the board of uh, trustees of the Georgia High School Association this morning for another story that I'm working on. And, and, um, and I actually had asked two or three, I haven't heard back from all of them yet. And he said he also felt that it was prevalent, but very difficult to catch. Um, because uh, now, how prevalent, I don't know. But, I mean, you know, you, what was really um, most unique about uh, Valdosta was the fact that they had a tape recording um, and they had someone willing to go on the record, basically a whistleblower and a deposition. I mean, without that, I don't know that we'd know about any of this because it's not that hard to, to hide it. I mean, you know, you can, the Georgia High School Association um, looked at, and they requested and got records from the, touchdown club but there was nothing in those financials that proved anything for certain because it's really not that hard probably for a, a booster club or an organization to to hide that i mean you're not going to have any receipts to the you know to the um, to the gas company or anything from, from a student athlete's family so so yeah just you know a lot of people will tell you that i don't personally know from firsthand experience but uh, there's a lot of people that will say that it's very um very common, you know, not coming at all, at all, and it is very difficult
0: to, to catch. Well, and uh, I guess Todd, that's the that's the thing. So when we when we talk, and, and, it's, and you know, it's it's painting with a pretty broad stroke, I'd say. When we when we say recruiting, and we talk about and use the word recruiting, you know, what really constitutes that? I mean, you know, I, I mean, where, where do you kind of draw the line? Do uh, does does that entail, you know, say a booster? Uh, talking to a, a kid in a neighboring school. Hey, would you like to, you know, would you be interested in coming to our school? Uh, or what if, you know, what if, if a kid, you know, voluntarily, you know, reaches out and says, you know, I wouldn't mind coming to that school. Can somebody talk to me about that? I, I guess you need to kind of understand, we all do maybe, um, you know, where the line is between, you know, what's defined and considered recruiting versus not.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's uh, it's it's concretely spelled out. I mean, I think if someone you know calls a school and our parents call a school and say they're interested, and in, you know, I, I think you can have those discussions. You know, um, which about, I think, uh, which I think,
0: really happens a lot, Todd. Yeah when, when yeah, when yeah when the yeah I think so. Who
1: initiates it is a big part of it. Um, I think you know, but um, I, I'm just kind of looking. Well, not easy to find online here. Of the, uh, the bylaw, I can just read it real quickly, and I'm not sure, sure exactly what it's going to say, so I'm going to be learning as I'm reading it. <laughs> so, But it's, uh, it defines it, recruiting an undue influence, as the use of influence by any person connected directly or indirectly with a George High School Association school to induce a student of any age to transfer from one school to another. So any person connected directly or indirectly, that's a pretty broad you know, group of people. I mean, so like I was saying, it could be um, uh, students at the school, you know, or trying to talk another... Sc- their friends, you know or just, or just be parents can do it and there's no way that, that a high school an athletic former athletic director is going to be able to keep tabs on all that i mean they can certainly uh give out warnings and educate but i mean if i you know if i'm a if i'm a parent who has a kid at um you know any high school i'm just going to randomly say somebody i mean dunwoody or or south Gwinnett. i mean there's no no way that they're going to be able to control me talking to other parents at other schools if i, if I say my kids uh you know, a soccer player and, and her best friend, a soccer player of a school and they don't have a very good team, you know, it's pretty easy for me to say, you know, have you ever thought about, uh, you know, we could win a state title if you came here, we're pretty good, we need a, a, a goalie or, you know, that sort of thing. So that's just, you know, how in the world are you going to you know, manage to catch somebody doing that sort of thing? And it can have a big influence, I'm sure. I mean, especially uh, and in football too. I mean, there's so many players now, the elite players, they know each other much better than they did 10, 20 years ago because of all these combines and camps and seven-on-sevens. Um, so, you know, every, everybody knows you know, the top players. They all, you know, they know. And it only takes you know, two or three or four impact players, and uh, it can make a huge difference.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're talking to Todd Holcomb from the AJC. And, uh, of course, uh, Todd uh, predominantly covers high school uh, sports uh, for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. As well as his uh, newsletter that he puts out uh, during uh, the football season, uh, Georgia High School Football Daily does a great job of covering high school sports, and uh, a great uh, guest to have on today to talk about this particular topic, and that is recruiting uh, at the high school level. You know, we of course mainly talk about football. Uh, I guess though, the accusations can be made that is happening. You know, in other sports, of course, it's football. The 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 one, of course, without a doubt, the most dominant sport, I'd say, the most popular sport, especially in the Southeast. That's the one sport that uh, that everybody talks about, and you probably, if it it is recruiting, probably more widespread than other sports. But, you know, this can trickle down to really any sport, uh, and I'm sure it does depending on, you know, which sports maybe, uh, you know, and which schools have a stronger program, uh, you know, in particular areas in the state.
1: Yeah, no doubt. If I I can remember and this has been about uh, twenty years ago, but um I remember writing a story about um a softball team in Cobb County that um had just opened. It was Cal High school, I don't mind saying who 'cause because they didn't uh, do anything wrong. But um you know, but suddenly a bunch of uh, travel ball players that were really good going to major D one schools started going there, and they won a state title just a couple of years out of the gate. You know, so you know this congregation of uh, of great players can happen in any sport, and then that leads to you know, people wondering, you know, how it happened and whether it did so legally. And in their case, I think it was fun, but but yeah, it happens in a lot of sports, and basketball is a big one. I mean, if you look at the highest classification in the last twenty years, since maybe. It's maybe Berkmar won back to back and you know one oh two or 001, I think um, I don't think there's been a team in that hasn't had at least one prominent starter and usually multiple. Now some of them their entire starting lineups have been players who didn't start the ninth grade at those schools. So there's a lot of transfers. I mean, these are transfer athletes and and then um, the question comes: Is that just a coincidence or are these players' families talking to each other or the coaches? Assisting them, or or if it may not be completely outside the school, I had a, uh, a coach when I was doing basketball state that was telling me that that um, virtually all of the state champions uh, were kind of uh, tied to AAU teams. I don't mean in a an official manner that they're conspiring, but that AAU coaches are having certain schools that they recommend that players go to, and they funnel them in that direction. <laughs> so. Uh, so, you know, we're talking a little about transfers, and it's kind of a fine line there. I don't want to accuse anybody of doing anything wrong there. But, yeah, it definitely happens uh,
0: in multiple sports. Yeah, I was interesting trying to think, too, you know, specific cases. Um, and that brings up a whole other issue. Specific cases uh, where it's been proven that a school was caught recruiting, illegally recruiting. And uh, d- 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 does any, do you have any specific cases that, that they come to mind, Todd?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, um, you know, I said that it's hard to catch, but um, right. I, I, you know, it, it, it does happen. I mean, it, it you know, seems like there's two or three every year. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think last football season, Laney had to forfeit a couple of her games, or maybe all their wins, uh, because of undue influence. And the year before in football, I think there was a Savannah school. Um, I believe it was Islands High School, and there were a couple in Cab County left on you. Was one I can't remember the other. So, you know, there's schools that get that get hit with it, and then uh, and those are all recruiting undue influence because a lot of forfeits are ineligible player and that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with recruiting. It could be academics. But as far as what we're talking about, getting uh, nail for recruiting, yeah, it does happen a couple times a year. And, then, and one of the bigger cases, uh, just in the last three years, just since uh, Dr. Hines came on board with the George High School Association, was the example of Tucker's girls basketball team. This is 2018. They were a top 10 team, had a chance to make a run. They were in the quarterfinals. They just won their second round game, and then they got thrown out of the state playoffs. I think they were the first basketball team ever to get thrown out during the tournament, and that was because pretty much all of their starters had transferred, and it was deemed that they had been recruited there. So, you know, it does happen, but and before I was telling you how I felt it was hard to uh, to prove it, I mean, I never really went into why that is, and it's, it's basically because, uh, you know, the George High School Association, is they, they only have they don't have any investigators. They don't have uh, you know, they only have about a dozen employees and, and, and they have a compliance officer, uh, Tara Wright. He's really good, but he's you know, just one person. It's not, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, George, you know, they should do something about this. They should investigate. Well, they don't, you know, they don't have a, somebody on staff. They're paying full-time staff salary. They can, can do that. So they really depend on the schools to the police themselves. And, um, and you know, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's hard to do. I mean, you, you know, you, if you've got a school you're worried about. I mean, you don't have time to be worrying about somebody else's business and trying to prove that they've done something wrong. So anyway, it's just hard to it's hard to to nail them on it. It's the bottom line.
0: Well, and I guess too, um, you, you know, we're we're focusing and talking mostly, of course, about the. You know, the scholastic side of things, the the sports side, uh, again, but what about schools and think about this for a second, what about schools that boast of having strong academic programs and strong academic curriculums? Uh, And I'll be honest with you, uh, the Valdosta uh, High School is uh, well known for its uh, college preparatory curriculum. And so, you know, what's to say a school isn't going to go out and say, hey, we want you to come to our school and... You know, because of our strong ac- academics. And oh, by the way, if you happen to play sports, then that's just uh, kind of a benefit. So I know that, that, you know, that that obviously has been in place. And I think that's something we got to consider too, Todd.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure exactly how the GHSA looks at that. I mean, part of their um, the rule, it states that, um, you know, you're not to try to induce a student um, to come for athletic or, or, well, basically athletic purposes, it spells that out, uses that word. Or literary competition purposes, that's another, you know, activity that, that GHSA um, runs, coordinates is literary and that sort of thing. So, so then, yeah, I guess it does say that you can, uh, or it implies that you can try to sell your school and other things, but it can't be academics because that's competitive, you
0: know. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but that's a great question. And then, of course, when you're a private school, you're in business to try to attract
0: Absolutely, students.
1: You know, if you're... Uh, off to High School, you're, you know, you certainly like it when people might choose to live there, but but that's, but you're not necessarily in business to get, you know, to get to attract students, where the private school is, and so, and a big part of, of, uh, of you know, private school's attractiveness is going to be those success of its athletic teams and those facilities and things like that that they might argue can't get at, at a public school, so that's a really fine line there that you're, um, having to negotiate as to what's fair and what's not. And that's really a big reason why private schools are, are accused of recruiting a lot. And I don't know that it's fair to single them out as, as being any more likely to, to recruit as anybody else. But, um, but yeah, they're it, controversially at times because of that.
0: You mentioned earlier, you know, the safeguards in place to try to, quote, unquote, catch uh, those schools that, uh, you know, may be uh, illegally recruiting uh, kids. You know, that, that in and of itself is, is a huge problem because, as you said, the GHSA, uh, obviously a, 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 an organization that serves all the Georgia member schools, what is it, over 400 schools, I believe. You know, the ability to police something like this is near impossible. So, like you said, it's almost a self-policing scenario and, you know, good luck with that.
1: Yeah, I think you put it pretty well. It is somewhat of a self-policing thing. And although I'm sure, you know, the Georgia High School Association, I mean, I know for a fact that they get lots of emails and texts and calls of of accusations and things that they, people, whether it be fans, boosters, parents, you know, believe the Georgia High School Association is looking to, but really they can't, they can't look into just everything. I mean, first of all, they're going to want it to come from a member school. I mean, just because a parent says it you know it's not going to be nearly as much as the base school is complaining about it you know um so yeah it's just stuff. and then um for us usually for a school to uh to get taken down if you to call it that um often it's another school within that school system or or certainly one that they've played that provides some significant evidence but then they'll go to that school that's been accused and that school will have to do its own investigation and um you know it kind of goes from there but um in a lot of schools, if you you know, if you're in a bigger school system like Fulton or Cab or, or, you know, or Cobb with so many schools, I don't know that sometimes schools are, in, they're kind of discouraged from, I don't want to say t- telling on their other schools, but, you know, that's, I don't know. It's just kind of a, a conflict of interest almost. So there's just a lot of things that conspire to make it difficult, even though, as, as I noted before, there are. Two or three, or a few examples. It seems like every year that someone will get nabbed.
0: Absolutely. Winding up with uh, Todd Holcomb from the AJC. We're talking about uh, recruiting at the high school level, and uh, I tell you, you know, we kind of started with and, and sort of surrounded uh, ourselves with the, the Valdosta topic, and of course, uh, Valdosta in the news once again. And of course, a lot of the allegations with the the Valdosta situation. Of course, again, we we've talked about it. We let off the the podcast with it. Um, again, I think, you know, you have to go and drill down to what constitutes recruiting. And in this case with Valdosta, it was an audio tape recording of Coach Rush Probst saying a few things. There there are those that argue that uh, that's not proof of anything. Now, I know that there are some bylaws with the GHSA that says, you know, you don't have to have physical proof as long as I guess there are insinuations of, you know, providing uh, gifts or other things for a student athlete to come to your school uh, can be construed as, uh, you know, against the rules. But Todd, as we close out, what's your take on this, specifically with the, the current scenario, you know, that's uh, that's been going on at Valdosta and with that audio recording?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think you're right that uh, there's a lot of things that could not be proved conclus- conclusively, in particular, uh, could not be proven that any money changed hands, that these families got any money um, uh, but, uh, it's the, you know, the standard of proof to convict here is not the same as it would be in a court of law. Uh, so, and what happens is, you know, uh, Valdosta is a voluntary member of the Georgia High School Association. And therefore, and, and part of being a member, you have agreed to their rules. And, and I don't just mean the rules of the bylaws of recruiting. I'm talking about their justice system, which is essentially it comes down to a jury of your peers, which is the executive committee or the board of trustees. Looking at the proponents of evidence and deciding that, you know, we just feel too strongly that you did something wrong here and that's the way it played out. Now, whether it should be that way, maybe it should be more strict. You know, I don't know. That's open for debate, because you're right. And I think that was Balbasta's argument that um, you know, we, there was no proof of uh, any, any of all these things that you heard on tape. It, you know, it sounds pretty bad. and We're a little embarrassed about it, but still, there's no proof that it actually happened. And you, you should let us off on that. But the um, committee
0: not it. You're right, and of course, that is, as we speak, an ongoing story. And uh, boy, it's looking like it's uh, it's never going to end. But uh, anyway, Todd Holcomb, as always, thank you so much for joining me to talk about uh, this hot button topic. Uh, of course, anytime we're talking high school sports, especially high school football in the state of Georgia, almost anything related. To the sport is a hot button topic, but certainly with what's happened at Valdosta, the recruiting uh, story and angle has uh, kind of reared its ugly head again, and uh, for better or for worse, it's uh, making headlines again. So, something we'll certainly keep an eye on, and I'm sure that we're not going to hear the end of it, uh, even with uh, whatever happens at Valdosta.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, just as a fan of high school football, I wish Valdosta luck because the sport of high school football is more fun when they're good and when they're competing for region and state titles and uh so again that's my message i hope they can move on from this and uh, come
0: back strong Yep, that's exactly right todd and uh and i second that uh, wholeheartedly todd holcomb atlanta journal constitution and georgia high school football daily todd thanks so much for joining me all right thanks glad to be here see you todd sure take care all right Guys, uh, also I want to remind you, be sure to check us out at itgnext.com for the latest stories and to subscribe to our weekly newsletter, which comes out every Thursday. Also, be sure to check out our social media accounts at itgnext.georgia on Facebook and Instagram for our latest stats, graphics, and you're going to enjoy the graphics That we put together, guys, uh, as well as the latest in breaking news updates, such as the one we're talking about now with Valdosta. You can check out the latest uh, at our website of what's going on there. Also, don't forget, be sure to check out my show, Extra Point with Phil Jones, which airs every week Monday through Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. right now. But when football season comes around, we'll be going back to four days a week, Monday through Thursday, 5 to 7 p.m. PM, and you can find that at ITG Next Georgia's Facebook page. We talk about and cover high school sports with coaches, players, and other guests. Joining me, that's Extra Point, with yours truly, Phil Jones, Monday through Wednesday, now, with a fourth day, Thursday, to be added with the start of the high school football season. Coming up, that's uh, 5 to 7 p.m. at uh, ITG Next uh, Georgia's Facebook page. You've been listening to Next Take Georgia. Hope you uh, have enjoyed our podcast. We'll be back next week with a different guest and a different topic to talk about. Until then, have a great week, everybody.